Roll it. Welcome to another episode of the Church Map Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mbofu. And yeah, crazy times in the world. 2020 has certainly taken some very interesting turns over the last uh, six months or so. Um, recently, uh, Allison wrote a blog post talking about budgets and the church and what should that what that should look like during COVID or post-COVID, um, where it seems like we're... We can't really talk about post-COVID yet, but uh, it will come eventually. But, uh, you know, one thing we want to talk about specifically on this podcast wasn't necessarily church budgets in general, but what should church tech budgets look like? And I immediately jumped to my conclusion before we started recording was that uh, if you have a budget for church tech, maybe you should just assume that you don't have one because certainly now is not the time to be asking people uh for lots of money um tithing is more than likely going to be down um just to the nature nature of the unemployment rate and stuff like that however blessing did have an interesting thought on that that um you may need a church budget so if your church does have a little bit of reserves there might be some reasons to have a church tech budget yeah there might be um yeah i I think i think the first thing that i was actually uh thinking about was probably some church tech stuff needs to be redefined um in what that actually include you you know means or includes uh it's um yeah it's always been very clear but at the same time very vague um you know this the church tech side of things um and and I'm wondering, this is now, you know, just thinking about where we're at now and possibly, um, you know, the reality for us. Um, I, I, I dare say probably even for the next 24 months, um, you know, I, I feel I, I could be wrong and I'd love to be wrong. But I think we might need to, I think there's going to be maybe the, potentially is need for us to pay a little more attention to how we can leverage tech in terms of church at this time. Um, Practically, I wouldn't be an advocate for big spends uh, in in terms of budgets. I wouldn't, I'd be just thinking very carefully about any expenditure. Um, I'd obviously prioritize um, people uh, helping people like Allison's great series has been, you know, emphasizing. My thinking is, for example, um, when it comes to the need for, um, here comes, <laughs> I think I'm still workshopping this in my mind, so I'm kind of kind of rambling, but I think revisiting certain things. So, for example, the importance of um, having a church website. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this now, but um, I discovered some smaller churches who were perfectly happy with the Facebook page and now realizing that they can't get the flexibility of that and they actually need to pay a little more attention in terms of what they're putting in terms of their website or their church app, for example, as part of a, a strategy of not only helping people you know, with their on their spiritual journey, just their own spirituality and formation, um, but also in terms of serving communities. And I'm wondering, there are lots of things that need to change. I mean, we obviously know that, but the how part. So for example, um, if it comes to 
um, creating spaces for people to explore their faith? What does that actually look like now, um, digitally um, or technologically? And what do we leverage? How do we do it? Um, will that need resources? It might, it might not. But, um, but maybe as a church, I actually just need to rethink. Um, I might not be putting more money in terms of um, into stage design or pockets, you know, or, um, uh, you know, as the LED lights or that uh, brand new magic camera. Um, but maybe what I actually need to be doing is kind of rethinking. So maybe a scaling down and a scaling up in, in, in different ways. Yeah, exactly. And as you begin to kind of flesh this out, a blessing, I, I could kind of see where you're going. What you're saying is it really isn't about a church tech budget, Per se, as much as it is is a is a church budget shift towards tech to fill in the gaps that was um, not to fill in the gaps to to replace other things. So, great example, I would think, if you were buying paper curriculum, then you might want to consider a shift to a digital format that could be done online or could be easily distributed um, amongst your church members. I, I feel like even even publishing houses are going to need to be rethinking that a little bit if they haven't already. I'm not up to speed with that, so maybe they already have. Um, and, and I really think, especially in the time of economic crisis and soon to be, as you outlined, Blessing, mul- multiple years of, of even... Uh, economic crisis, I feel as though the church is really going to need to kind of buckle their belt a little bit and become a little bit more generous in in the use of that curriculum and having the resources. Um, I understand profitability, sustainability, these kind of things. I know those things exist, but my question and my challenge to churches, to Christians, and even quote-unquote Christian uh, for-profit companies that sell the curriculum is what do you need to do? What needs to change so that you can still build up the church during an economic crisis when funds will not necessarily be easily or readily available? I think we, we we're best to start thinking about this now. You know, while kind of like you know pre-famine, <laughs> we need to get ready, kind of like Joseph, and kind of rethink how we're doing some of these things for sure. As far as adding an extra caveat to what you said, kind of looking forward, kind of, you know, vision casting or or thinking ahead of this thing. As far as, you know, what we're doing now, I think you are spot on blessing. It may be more of a shifting of funds um, in it doesn't necessarily mean a reduction of the church church tech budget. In fact, a church tech budget may need to increase because it's going to be fulfilling needs that normally would have had money going towards something else because you need it for something else. I'm wondering if we've also just overspent on tech um, and and justified and over the years that we've justified certain things that we actually didn't need to spend money on. I mean, we've we've obviously been talking about this for quite a while at Church Mag. I mean, um, the idea of stewardship and and the, uh, I, I think it was Jeremy. I think it's been Jeremy that I've referenced a lot. Um, who's really challenged us in terms of thinking about how we spend um, on tech uh, from our personal devices to do I really need that upgrade um, or should I rather just contribute that money towards, um, I don't know, maybe giving vouchers to vulnerable families or 
maybe we over curriculum is it is that a word <laughs> yeah yes that word that word yes yeah you know and i've always felt that very interesting two blessing two two points one when when i taught sunny school i was always surprised with the fact that they needed to have new curriculum every year and the reason i was surprised about that was because i had a completely different set of students so it's not as though they would be bored right um and i i always thought that gosh it seems like if we really focused on each grade of the curriculum that over years if there was any change to the curriculum it would be for the better and that it would become stronger and more refined but really i just found that it was a a new angle and a new essentially marketing of new material for the if any reason to sell curriculum again for that year and so i i definitely see see that as as something like you're saying possibly overspending um and the second thing completely fell out, fell out of my brain I'm, I'm wondering about things that when we look back now kind of look ridiculous in terms of a, you know that we've spent that, that we've spent on um uh, you know it's like when you look back you're like at that time, you know, we had meetings, we convinced the elder board, the elders or the board or, 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 you know, or the senior pastor that we really needed that. And now we're looking back and we're thinking if we knew, I mean, obviously we never know, but it, I think it's always a good thing for us to, to reflect and it's never going to be perfect. I don't know what they say about hindsight and, um, <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, it is twenty. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Not the kind of hindsight that that most of us thought we were going to have. Usually, it's in a positive means. But I re- I really think hindsight is twenty twenty. As we look back and see, you know, the the whole purpose of the church was to equip the saints. And I feel as though, generally speaking, um, it, it feels like that has not been done as effectively as I would have hoped. Um, for the very reason of equipping that that during time of crisis, during, during whether it be economic or uh, pandemics or both at the same time, right? Um, that that the shift of the church in moving its format, that it would be able to keep rolling with hardly with hardly any kind of a slowdown because everyone would be equipped. You know, oh, um, I'm not sending my kids to Sunday school and I'm not listening to a sermon. I'm able to be equipped. I can equip others, but. I, I'm not sure that that's necessarily going on, but I feel like getting a little bit off course here. Um, <laughs> the thing here was the the church tech budgets. Jeremy, did you have anything, Dad? I will say that a couple of different ministry Facebook pages I'm a part of, several of the churches are talking about, we're given like a $3,000 budget to start doing stuff online. I'm super excited. What do I spend it on? And I'm just kind of looking at that like, that's not enough. Like you need high speed internet. Do you have that? So you need a camera that's going to be able to do that. Do you have that? You need a soundboard. Do you have that? Like a soundboard that's going to be able to output to a computer. And do you have the software that's there? Like $3,000 yeah. is going to get you an okay rig kind of thing. And so, well, that's just it, Jeremy. It's, it's, that's, it feels like it's the, the cart before the horse. Right. I have a budget now. How guys, how do I spend it? Well, wait a minute. Hmm. shouldn't you have figured that before you asked for the budget well like, no i mean i think it's a reactionary thing like they are willing to throw oh, a right. bunch of that money at this oh, yeah, yeah. keep going and also i'm worried about the fact that we're like several months into this whole thing and now they're willing to do that and they're doing it because yeah. their attendance is down and from my standpoint those people are already lost 
Like, and I don't mean that in a spiritual sense, right? I mean, from a marketing standpoint, if they haven't been coming for three months, they're probably going somewhere else. There was a Barna study that reported like 40% of people that if they, if you did not have online services, probably you're not coming back to your church. Um, at least mm-hmm. based off of what they had been pulling people like you can throw $3,000 at it because your tithing is down, but also expect that 3000 or that money that's gone from tithing is just gone. Like will not be coming back. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. have to deal with the ramifications of that also. Mm-hmm. And this is my high horse. That's ultimately is what led to your conversation blessing. You probably shouldn't have bought that $3,000 Mac laptop because um, you need to Whoa. be able to write your own sermons on a Google Doc. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> and now you're worried about a twenty-five yeah. or a three thousand dollar budgets to do basically all the live streaming to get your ministry up and running so that you can continue to earn tithes. Mm-hmm. Like that seems mm-hmm. so backwards. Three thousand yeah. dollars to write and to search Google and YouTube, and three thousand dollars to make sure your ministry continues to run. Where's the? Well, was that you're saying or Phil's saying, uh, Jeremy? You need a you need a two thousand dollar MacBook Pro laptop right. to s- surf Facebook. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, but just, just I have yeah, somebody. Just, <laughs> it does sound like it. something that it it does sound sound like something that Phil would say. But yeah, um, it's a big. If if you dig through the podcast archives <laughs> or the blog post archives, I'm sure you'll find it out there. <laughs> but I think Jeremy is also being quite a, a a big voice in terms of just stewardship. I mean, it's it's for, for me. Maybe we need, actually need to be getting rid of some gear right now. Um, you know, like like if your church bought the greater, which we lo- which I mean, I've I've looked at it. That thing is beautiful. I mean, you know, the Mac Pro. Um, you know, I mean, at this point, do you actually really need that? Um, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying you shouldn't have it, um, but I'm saying maybe you shouldn't have it. <laughs> I'm, I'm more worried about the fact that they bought like a three or four thousand dollar laptop for oh each word. and every pastor. Like every youth pastor gets gets their own yeah MacBook Pro. I'm curious what he's doing with it though. Um, anyway, I mean, and I guess that's really where the discussion is at uh, in, in some ways. It's like, you know, what do you have? What are you doing with it? And yeah. and you probably need to be learning some stuff from the, some stupid decisions you've made. Um, and, 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 I'm, and I also need to do that from time to time. Um, look back and think, oh my word, like what do I actually... Um, you know, what, why was I buying that? And do I need this? So for a long time, I've had the, um, you know, the old iPhone SE, I still have it it's still, it's still, it's still in good shape. I, I think I'm, I'm pro- it's probably only keeping now 80% of the battery. I haven't gotten, I haven't upgraded a new phone for quite a while. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, for real, like reading some of the stuff and listening to some of the things that you've said, that's why I remember so clearly is because I actually, le- you know, kind of, I got challenged by some of the stuff that you said. And, and I just said, I actually don't need to, to do the upgrade now. Um, but now when I'm rethinking, so for example, we've had to, uh, at Alpha, we've had to like re- um, record stuff at home in terms of video content, training videos and stuff we've had to do. So now I'm thinking, okay, do I actually buy a, do I actually go and buy a, a camera? 
um, to record these videos or do I get a phone so that next time I don't buy a phone, I just get, for instance, um, you know, a phone with a decent uh, front facing camera, which I just put on a tripod or do I then, or do I go buy a, uh, some Canon or Sony camera or whatever it is, um, you know, what's actually wise because the quality that I need, I mean, at a certain point, it really doesn't matter, you know? Um, and, and in our thinking, um, which I think Sean also wrote a post now that I'm thinking about it, about, um, you know, getting a new computer, um, the things that you need to do, he really went like in depth and an amazing resource. And so, um, I'm wondering if when we've been critiquing budgets and intentions to spend, we've actually been critiquing the wrong thing and justifying it the wrong way. Um, and asking all the wrong questions. Yeah. Blessing. I, I think, I think if anything, this discussion, really is covering all the nuances because the truth of the matter is, is that there's churching churches on all varying degrees there are those that foolishly spend or have spent and there's those that have foolishly underspent right and so it's it's a broad and diverse spectrum and so you know i would hope that this podcast would would simply be something to help you reflect and consider no matter where you're at on the spectrum or where you are at in the process so whether you're whether you know and what i mean by the process meaning whether you have been ahead of the curve or behind the curve. If you're like, oh no, you know, I'm listening to this and we need to do something, but they said it's too late. Okay. It's not necessarily too late. You're just behind, but you know, better late than never. Right. Or maybe you're ahead of the curve. Like, I don't know where you are at the church that you serve or, or, or what the point is, is that you think about this from both, both, both sides and both ends, no matter where you're at in the process. And, you know, and be mindful of that as you go into it. And at the end of the day, like Blessing said at the beginning, that Jeremy has always said, is be a good steward of what you have. And being a good steward means not spending money, and it also means spending your money. That's why being a good steward is so challenging. It's not black or white. It's very nuanced. So, you do you. I think that there's an interesting conversation that's also going to come out of all this. I've, I've heard this a couple of times where they looked at some of the people that came out of the Great Depression and, the, and World War II and how they react. And some of the things that has been interesting is they have this tendency to always finish their food and to always have like canned stuff, even when not needed, to the point that they're overprepared. Mm -hmm. And that they think that this generation or the people living through this situation are probably going to have these attitudes as well. And just to see how this is going to end up affecting just general life being and then how it's going to affect like future situations as well. The question is, do you enjoy the Church Mag podcast? We hope you do. Send us an email podcast at church mag and tell us what you love about the church mag podcast and be sure to leave us a review on itunes we love them the church mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com 